the sun to California. I chased the sunset to California. And I did it, did it, did it, did it, baby. Had nothing better to do. I chased the sun to California. Gonna get it and give it back. Sometimes you just gotta get it, your buddies together on a nice autumn day. Bring them to the Dutch Hall. Talk about a week that was. Sometimes your best guest is your best fan. Today's no exception. Today we got in one of the best guests that we've had, a great supporter of our show. We're gonna pay homage to him, we're gonna pay a little tribute to him by making him our guest of honor tonight. He is the one and only. Manny Fajo. Yeah. All right. Manny. Manny. You know what else we got to honor? Is the Nocturnal Emissions because they sound great tonight. But you know what song they came up with? The theme song. And we can't get this show started until we play it. Hit it. Hall. I think we nailed that one. Yeah, we went right into it today. It's the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario, mostly because we have the best band in podcast history, The Nocturnal Emissions. Uh, let's hear it for them. Right. Comprised this week of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. The beautiful Michael Bow on rhythm. The man that writes the music for the show, Dave the Rooster Charters on the nice sweet axe. And Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey Wes Hagens on the bass guitar. Break it down, baby. Who's that guy on the egg shaker, you might ask? That is the band's Bar- bartender, bus driver, and brother. Paul Van Dyke is also here. Hey, Polly. All right. And our studio, studio audience tonight is going to double as our, as our guest. 
We couldn't be happier to have him. He's been a constant supporter of this show. He does everything we ever ask of him. He's even put up two girls from Tennessee. We want to talk all about it. He's our good buddy Manny Fajo is here. Thanks very much, Manny. guys. What an honor. And me, I'm your host, two-time President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Let's get the show on the road. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think we're hitting it on all cylinders tonight, boys. You know, uh, what I what we have gotten away from in recent history is a tradition of this show is a shot from our bartender. And what we've done, uh, you know, Paul Paul's a great man. Uh, and you know what I thought his talents could sometimes be used better than slinging drinks for us. <laughs> you guys forgot how that song went. <laughs> But you know, I thought today we're, I'm going to take matters in my own hands because I got a lovely gift from the Barbie Mansion girls last week, or our listeners of the week from last week. The Barbie Mansion girls from Tennessee and North or North Carolina, respectively, they brought me a whole box of these Barbie Mansion shot glasses. Perfect. So as my treat to you guys for doing a great job at Bush, Bush Stock, I poured you a nice shot, and I want to say thank you for all the work you do for the show, and enjoy this nice treat. It's called a uh, chocolate orange. It's going to remind you nice of Christmas morning. Thanks, <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Thank you, Barbie girls. Just like last week. We didn't do it on air last week. We didn't? No, we nice did it before Christmas the show. Christmas morning. I like that. Oh, it had a oh, thick ending. Nice. It had a thick ending. Terry's hey. chocolate oranges taste. Mm. Yes, and we had, we had it in nice. nice. Um, so thanks for that gift from the Barbie Mansion thanks, girls again. That's Thank a nice big shot much. glass, too, isn't it? Ooh, That's like yeah. a two-ouncer there. Yeah, I think Dude. it is a good two-ounce shot glass. We're really going to gobble up a lot of that booze that we ask our listeners to give us each and every week. We haven't asked them in a while, actually. I say each and every week, but it's been a while since we asked them. Some, some sort but of if you do have booze kicking around the back, back of your liquor cabinet, and you're looking at it saying, you know what? We're never going to drink this booze. What is this, Tia Maria? <laughs> what do you got, a nice pear brandy? What, yeah, what is that? Uh, you know, some Rumple mints? A rumple mints. <laughs> Whoa. You know? Some sort of bitters that you never don't know what to do with. Put those in a box and just mail it over to life from the Dutch Hall. And uh, you can get us, you know how to find us. The address is on Facebook. So you can go to the Life from the Dutch Hall Facebook page. Our address is right on there. I'm not hiding from anybody. You know where the Dutch Hall is. There's an open sign. For heaven's sakes. So just send us your booze. Welcoming. Because we're going to be going through this quickly now that I'm serving drinks, Paul. Serious business now. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's all worked out. We rearranged the Dutch Hall, too, to allow more room for for the band, less room for Paul. I love the new layout. It's just perfect. Yeah. AC right behind me. It's beautiful. Nice. Yeah, I love it, eh, Dave? Or eh, Paul? Hey, uh, Charters. What's up? I'm going to ask you the same goddamn question. You look a little different today. Hmm. Something's missing. It's, it used to be under your uh, nose there. It was hideous <laughs> and gross, and we talked about it for months on end. <laughs> and now today you have still some sort of, deba- you know, it's still a debacle, whatever that thing is. <laughs> now it's a short mustache. Very short. One week's growth. Hitler-like. Did you shave it to the wood? Uh, like I put my clippers as short as they would go and took it down as, as short as the clippers would take it so not right down with a razor but pretty close pretty close and it's coming back like that yeah and uh <laughs> do you know where the ending is now what what made you decide to to trim that thing after a year of what seemed like forever of not touching it i'll be frank the last like six weeks or so of growing that thing was a real pain it was uh, lots of hairs in my in my mouth i was always chewing on them and uh, getting getting uh you know trying to eat a 
taco or maybe a hamburger. You get some condiments stuck in there. It's just gross. <laughs> but you know what else I found out was stuck in that mustache, Pete, once I shaved it off? What's that, Dave? There was a lot of anger in there mm. and angst. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and uh, there was a lot of, uh, <laughs> like, just pure emotion that was trapping. And, and once it was gone, I just feel, really? I feel great. Yeah. Is this like a, it was like a spiritual experience to get rid of that mustache? It really was. I was you know how when you get a, a haircut like real short and <laughs> and you you feel your hair after it's like something's missing? Right. It it didn't really ever feel like something was missing with that mustache. That it mustache was, like was an appendage be. that was not meant to be on your face. That's right. Now what is where did the remains lie? Uh they went in the garbage can in my bathroom. Hmm. And then got taken out with the trash on Thursday. Oh, this is a story that you're saying uh, for like public record, right? Yeah, it's not going right. to be showing up in a sandwich for me to eat <laughs> on my birthday or something like that. That's all I'm we'll that's a pretty good we'll idea. That's, so you think that this thing is disposed of, you're saying? It will not come back it's again? It's gone. Some lucky garbage man in, in Brant County has probably got it in a jar or something. Because we have two hours. corpses of your wow. mu of former mustaches in this room, <laughs> right? We have the mustache but, in a jar, which... Which uh, the Barbie Mansion girls uh, mentioned uh, that they they missed out on being able to witness. I, I never let them sniff the jar. Oh, uh, forgot all about it. Next time, and uh, we also have one of my kids' <laughs> favorite is the mustache on the garage door, which is a combination of Mike and Dave's mustache <laughs> that is stuck on the garage door, and it's one of the most disgusting features of the Dutch Hall. A little bit of salt and pepper. Yes, it is just gross. You can see the orange and the black like intertwined, <laughs> intertwined. in beautiful harmony. Mm. Yeah, oh, it's just much like our singing voices. Yes, yes. You know what? I would like one more thing to mention about the mustache at Bushstock. One of the kids who was uh, serving drinks at the bar at the Tiki Hut had a great marketing idea. A couple of the kids actually got together. They put their heads together and mm -hmm. they said, "Why don't you shave that off and put it in little tiny vials, right. like the little jars with a cork, and then put it on the merch table?" Charles mustache. Yes, I was thinking about actually uh, putting them on the lighters, or you would then, I would just put the uh, packing tape on over top of the mustache hair, and then mm -hmm. they would have a little bit of mustache hair in every lighter. Yeah, so. just five or six strands. Yeah, so you could have a little bit of Dave's mustache in every one. I, I, I still <laughs> may do that with the one that's in the jar. I think they'll sell like hotcakes. Yeah, and then when they start cloning, they can clone a bunch of Dave's, right? Based <laughs> yes. on our the fibers from our lighters. <laughs> the only thing that will survive the zombie apocalypse oh, yeah. will be Dutch right. Hall lighters will be Dutch Hall lighters True and that. then Charter's DNA <laughs> and then a new world will be formed which is Charter's <laughs> DNA a yeah. bunch of radio head being played everywhere <laughs> oh, right no <laughs> that's the new world Paul Paul does uh, not want to be involved in that world suppose post zombie apocalypse world take me zombies <laughs> yeah <laughs> zombie apocalypse is one of those things is like I think about it and uh I hear people talking about the zombie apocalypse, and I have to think all the time, do they know that it's complete bullshit? Like, that it will never happen? Because it seems like they put a lot of work into preparing for something that is a fantasy. Like, it's a zombie apocalypse, right? <laughs> well, I think the zombies from the movies, that's like a fantasy, right? Like, right. all those zombie movies, that'll never happen. But there's, I think there's a good case to be made for some disease that makes people crazy that uh, turned like some mad cow disease or mad human disease that will take the world, right. you know, some in horrible infectious disease that turns people into something that are not quite human. Right. I you think that's you sent me a video, and in the video at the beginning they set it up, and they, this is like a game theory video, which game theory is something that if you're 
under the age of like say 15, you'd probably know what it is. Oh yeah. If you're over 15, I don't know. I don't think you, unless you're the, a parent that's been exposed to it somehow. That's right. You shouldn't know anything about this shit, right? No. Nope. This one was based on a zombie video game or whatever, and they went and said they they the video explains. Uh, how to survive a zombie apocalypse and all the rest of it. But they said a zombie apocalypse. They mentioned two diseases in particular. They mentioned uh, rabies and the mad cow disease, saying those two diseases could, you know, they're blood-borne diseases or whatever. And you could then, if they spread in a certain fashion, this is how, you know, how it would go down or whatever. And they created a scenario which would then simulate an apocalypse of some sort of a blood-borne, fast-moving disease that would, wipe out the population and make people crave the blood of others and right. stuff. And they broke down how long it would take to spread if it started wherever to get across the it's ocean. It's still pretty it. bullshit the though, right? Like it's still like a really specific thing that's never happened in history and and probably never will. And probably never will. Right? There's a lot of effort going into figuring this oh, yeah. shit out for something that probably will never Huge happen. Huge marketing too, like in the states you can go and buy zombie rounds like they sell them at the ammo shops and stuff. Like yeah, people yeah. prepare for it. They got like uh, zombie like apocalypse bug, kits yeah. and stuff. You bug know. out bug out bags. They call them. People I know people with bug out bags in their fruit cellar. Like really, when the zombies come, yeah, they're ready. It's crazy. <laughs> I just think it's crazy. I think it's uh, legitimately crazy. But it's probably like it's the same as the Y two K fear, or whatever. It's like that was crazy too. It really wasn't going to happen. Like, nothing like that was really going to happen, right? No. So what, the people got freaked out about it. It sold bottles of water and gas masks and all the rest of it. You know, it got yeah. people to buy canned yeah, yeah. goods for a while. I remember at work in the factory, we were ready for all the machines to just stop. Computers just stop working. Just, yeah, yeah. Stop. Nothing happened. And before that, like, I, I had to move my in-laws the one time, and I, I had to pack, like, um, or we had ended up throwing it out, but it was stuff from the Cold War, like, from the freaking 80s you know when reagan and mm. that's that because that was when people were scared of the nuclear fallout you know there was always something to be scared of right as long as there's something to be scared of people would like save and prepare and think that life isn't so bad because at least that's not happening and now we've gone to fictional characters like zombies yeah. to be the thing that we're afraid of and donald trump <laughs> and donald yes. trump yeah and the muslims i think is that, that, three that is a fictional fear i think yeah, yeah it's a fictional fear right right when Steve walked in with that beard the first time, I was nervous. Why? Do you thought bit. you thought he was a Muslim? Is that why? You never know with a beard like that. Wow. Wow. And you're afraid of Muslims? Then, we, then I we, found out he was German. <laughs> and that's worse. A, a worse fear. Worse. And we introduced you to a Muslim a before. Of, a lot of layers. Dave. What? There could have been anything under those layers of Steve. That's there right. still could be. <laughs> that's right. I think he's probably got a Hindu... A Buddhist and a Muslim, just uh, different layers of people <laughs> underneath his shirt right now. It's, it's got a little sweat on in here. What do you get when you mix a oh. German, <laughs> <laughs> a oh. Muslim, and a freaking... And a what? No, what do you get, Manny? Tell I us. don't know. No, say the whole joke Steve. and I'll give you the... <laughs> Steve, Steve. You get Steve, the reluctant German. Many layers. So what you did was you sent me this video and it was torture. It was torture to go through, Dave. It's a long video. It's a long video, but I went through the whole thing. And I'm going to skip to the end for the viewers at home, or listeners at home, I should say. Uh, because what this video said, after I had to go through all the drivel of this stuff, of the how to survive a zombie apocalypse, basically you need food, you need water, <laughs> you need air. No. And you need, like... Fresh water. Fresh water, yeah. Not, not uh, salt water, but fresh yeah, water. Yeah, fresh water, you need food, and you need uh, to somehow not be... Uh, 
killed by mosquitoes and stuff that are carrying yeah. blood as well. And population <laughs> density is the other thing they talk about. You need to be somewhere where there's not a lot of people who are going to get infected. Oh right, right, quickly. Right. So, and so, anyways, I'm going to go and just give you the results of the uh, of this test. See if this uh, see if this works. Oh, we didn't test it. This so. guy's this guy's talking about uh, the best place in the world to survive a zombie apocalypse, and number one place. And it's going to start. Because well, it might be infected. Real. But secondly, go fishing in the Great Lakes. Another awesome perk of the location. So there it is. Ontario, Canada. The best place in the world to escape from the zombie apocalypse. The zombie apocalypse. The best place is Ontario, Canada, right? It's complete Incredible. with a low population density. Plenty of fresh water for drinking, fishing, and protecting your tasty flesh from zombie hordes. Temperatures low enough to kill off pathogen-carrying insects, but also high enough to grow a wide variety of foods to supply all of your essential nutrients. Dear Ontario, feel free to slap that one onto your tourism brochures. There Ontario, you, you won't get bit. But I wasn't content to just rest there. I dove even deeper to find the exact county that it's would work best in the zombie this, apocalypse. Yeah. And it is, drum roll please. <laughs> Still don't have good sound effects for this sort of thing? Whatever, it's Norfolk. Population Whoa. density, hey. 14 people per square kilometer. You are nice. out there on your own, my friend. Right next to the water with some of the best farmland in Canada. Book your tickets now, my friend. Start learning how to tap trees for maple syrup and get comfortable, because you're going to be there for a while. Except, maybe not. In an ironic twist, the sheer fact that I've talked to you all about it on the show... Yeah, then they want to say that they talked about this thing. Now, then that's going to ruin it because now everyone's going to go to Norfolk to survive the zombie apocalypse. They yeah. said if 10,000 people might show up, there's 3 million people that watch this video, yeah. right? 3 million people. That's right. Or 3 million hits on this video, right? About how to survive. And, that, and they all know that Norfolk County, where we are broadcasting from, is the safest place in the world, not just in, in you know, North America, in the world. The entire world. To survive a zombie apocalypse is right here. So our population could swell yeah. upwards of 10,000 people. I'll, I'll guarantee you 10,000 people come into this county, we wouldn't notice them. <laughs> no. There's enough room for them. Yeah. There's, room, there's lots of room. There's lots of room. <laughs> 14 people per square kilometer. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't even know how. That seems high, mm -hmm. doesn't it? Because a kilometer... That's like uh, a square kilometer. Yeah, that makes about sense. Because that's like yeah. a like probably like uh, I don't know how many acres would be in a, a square kilometer. Michael? No, I don't. Yeah, that'd be yeah. hard. That's a hard math. That's like a ha yeah, how many hectares? Do you know? In, no, in I acre? don't. Michael, I don't know if it's if it's the red light that's shining on your face, or if it's the sucker oil that's burned you badly. <laughs> I say it's the sucker oil. Yeah, but your eyes look very red right from here. Yes. Are they? Do yeah. you feel scratchy? Yeah, it's because I had a nice day in the Norfolk County fields. <laughs> yes. And the, and the wind, wind was, was a real motherfucker. Yeah, the wind was a real cock. <laughs> a real cock. <laughs> when you're trying to uh, take care of your tobacco fields and decide to get the old sprayer out, put some uh, uh, fatty alcohol to burn the suckers that grow in your tobacco plants, and the wind comes up and <laughs> suddenly it's sticking on your body. Yes. It's not an enjoyable day. No, it isn't at all. It feels like you've been in a tanning booth for about 48 hours. Yes, I'm sure that it's not. It's one of those things you don't really feel now. You feel it more like at the end of your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is everybody's been telling me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mother yeah. Nature just fucked you again, eh? Yeah, that's a good year off my life. <laughs> yeah, one big whoosh of wind. 
And Mother Nature fucks you in the ass. Yeah. Uh, I think, Pete, at the end of that video, it should have had a picture of my kids. I had three boys under 11. Like, if the zombies are coming, they're ready. They've been training for years. They just can't wait for these zombies to show up? They show up. They're getting it. (laughs) Well, all these shows on TV now, too, right? Like, there's so many. I I can understand. I can understand the kids. I can understand kids being like being like that because it's like it's a fantasy. You know, kids like to play like that. But grown adults do it like they believe in this shit. You know, like there's like people in their 20s and 30s and stuff like that who are like really into this stuff. You know, it's just I don't understand if we're losing our grip of reality or what. I see it with my kids, like all the even all the Comic Con bullshit. Like I get it's fun and all that stuff, but people live it like it's real, and I don't know if that's healthy or not. And there's you know? so many, so many different types of like Comic Con's a big one, but there's so many different types out there now. Like I, I listen to different shows, and it's like there's this friggin' Brony Con. Like there's mm, there's so many bronies. crazy cons that people believe like this is their life, and they're just wasting their life dressing up in these outfits believing in this yeah i got a do- hobby or whatever you want to call it of theirs it's insane yeah i have my, my one daughter uh likes to uh wear cosplay costumes and stuff like that and make them she makes them and they're great works of art actually right she makes these like really elaborate costumes and stuff right she makes them out of foam and felt and mm. it's they turn out to be look 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 really cool as pieces of art but, like, uh, I can't imagine going in public and wearing them, you know? Right. And I haven't seen her do it yet, but I think that it's probably it's somewhere she's going with this. And it's probably not just her, right? There's probably a whole... Oh, man, because you find your community online. Oh. So, like, she's with a whole... She's with, like, a horde of people that are all right into this shit. Well, how many people watch this video, right? 2.7 million or something like crazy. that, you know? And it's people it's watching it over and over again. LARPing. It's uh, live-action role-play in yeah. these costumes. Yeah, 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 LARPing and stuff like that. I just don't get it. Like, But I didn't get Dungeons & Dragons or Magic the Game. Did you play that, Steve? Did not. No, you you had an instrument, right? Yeah. That was your... <laughs> and Michael had pussy and Dave had his own dick. <laughs> it's hours of fun. <laughs> never, get, never gets old. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an old friend. Yeah. Anyways, where are we it's going? It's like a glove. But it's like uh, I think about you with kids. It's like it's the same with any generation. You just try to find your own language or your own thing that your parents don't get, yeah. and then it becomes yeah. your own language, so that you just you can do your own thing. And then it's like you they they can't bother with it because they don't fucking understand how to mess with it yeah. because it's so foreign to them. You just give up on it. Do you find that? Yeah, totally. And then they get some they get their freedom from it because you know that's that's like their they can break away from. What you're trying to teach them or tell them. Yeah, because you can't tell them anything about yeah. the stuff they're talking about because you don't get it. Yeah, you just you dismiss know? them, and then they get some time. Like, I swear, this is the biggest thing for me, is that uh, is this thing called shipping. Have you ever heard of that? Have we talked about this on the air before? I don't know. Hmm. Shipping. My kids talk about it all the time. They ship people together. So it's like, let's just take a, a, t- give me any TV show. Friends? Okay, let's take Friends, okay? All of a sudden, you take Chandler and uh, Joey, right? And you make it... Uh, like Joey, right? That's a and they called a ship. They put them together, or they'll mm. make a Jandler or whatever. You know, whatever it is, or like uh, Brangelina. Yeah, like that. But they do it with two characters, and then they say it's the same Friends universe, but Chandler and Joey are now a couple, right? And then they say, what would that show be like if Chandler and Joey were a couple? And then they write fan fiction about that, what? 
and they and they uh, make that whole show as though it was that, hmm. and they share their stories online. Yeah. And I swear to God, hours and stuff about this, right? Yeah. And they're right into this shit, and it's always ships, and and I always go to they always have to be gay, because every time I hear one, they're gay, right? And so my kids are like, "Why are you so homophobic?" I'm like, "I'm not home. I'm not at all. I'm just asking why why all the time they're gay. Like, can't you just make like, can't you make Monica date? Uh, you can't date Ross, their brother and sister, right? Or make or make Ross but, date Phoebe, right? That that would be a different one. Yeah, they haven't done go. that on the show, yep. right? Can't you do that? He's like, yeah, you could do that, but it's boring, they say, or whatever. And they most of the time it's like two girls or two guys, and they wonder, well, what, what if, you know? Hmm. And it's just their thing. They do it with wrestling, too. The internet people do it with wrestling all the time where they make these relationships amongst the wrestlers. Ships. Ships, ships. they call them. Oh, uh, right? that's why the ships. Short ships. form. And it's ships for, it's short for relationships. Uh, right? Hmm. My kids told me all about it. It was all nothing. And, and about halfway through them explaining it to me, I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's so it's so nonsense to me. I just don't care about it, right? Like I just don't. I don't even. And then they win. Then they get to just do whatever the fuck they want. And then I don't get it, so I'm out, right? Yeah. And then it's their own freedom, right? It's, I think it was the same thing when we were young. If you looked at it, our parents a lot of times we scratched their head, wondering what the fuck we're listening to. Yeah, or, that's what I'm, I was gonna say. Like for us to. Like our group here, do you think it was just music that we did it with mostly? Yeah, you know what your dad says, Klingon. We're talking Klingon yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I does. think that's what he's getting at. It's yeah. like when we start doing our inside jokes or whatever that makes sense to people our age or whatever, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't get it. Okay, he calls it Klingon. Yeah, and I bet you there's Foreign like language. internet stuff or texting stuff or there's something that's like seeped into our like uh, common language. That we don't even think of anymore, but that our right. parents never went through that same path. So they don't get it. So they don't get it, right? And I think I'm watching my kids do it in leaps and bounds, like, oh, yeah. quicker than... Like, it took us 20 years to develop our own common language or whatever. Yeah. And these guys are doing it in, like, two, two you know? Yeah. It's just so quick. They just keep... Because they can find each other so much easier, yeah. you know? that's right. Anyways, you want to do a segment on our show that we call Feedback? We Got Feedback? Uh, welcome to feedback we got feedback you know this week's feedback is brought to you by our friends at amazon if you if you do amazon shopping online well then why don't you go to live from the dutch hall website first and then click on our amazon banner and then do your shopping and then it's the same difference to you but we get money helps us and it so helps simple. us you know, know what last week was my son's 10th birthday mm. and he wanted you know what he wanted for his birthday my 10 year old a sniper rifle oh. for zombies simple <laughs> for, zombies. Nice. for zombies or whatever else happens to i don't know creep out of the field so you know what i did Pelican. i went on the live from the dutch hall website click, no clicked on the amazon.ca banner yeah and i got him a nice sniper rifle airsoft sniper oh, wow. rifle shoots plastic pellets ah perfect at 425 feet per second, it is a real beauty. Wow. Scope? It's got a bipod and a red dot scope. Oh, What will it baby. kill? I don't know. I, I'm Squirrels? I'm, I'm going to get them to shoot me with it so I can see how it feels. But <laughs> You're going to happy Gilmore today. Yeah. Wow. Like in the batting cage. Yeah. Just take can it. you do that during one of the shows? <laughs> <laughs> can we shoot you? Can we test Maybe I'll it? bring it in here one week and you guys can shoot me on air. With it, awesome. If that is if that is not uh, yes, put it on the line. Put it on the line. (laughs) Yeah, write it down. (laughs) You know that the uh, let's do it. It's a pretty sweet gun. 
Anyway, it is a pretty sweet car. Right on Amazon. It's so easy on Amazon. So easy. Yeah, and you, you know what else you can do? You know, we got, uh, you can go and uh, print out a coupon and go to VG Meats and uh, get a great deal on uh, on very good meats at VG Meats. Mm-hmm. You know, we are getting a hankering for some uh, pepperettes today because mm-hmm. we like to have pepperettes during our show. It's a nice little treat, you know, wet or whistle. Yeah. Yeah. Salty and It goes delicious. good with the beer. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking around with some VG pepperettes. We'd usually scrape some of those up. Bone dry, no B, no VG pepperettes whatsoever. Pantry was bare. You know, we looked at other sponsors of the show, past sponsors like Norpac. They sponsored a couple episodes there. We looked for some Norpac pepperettes, and none of them. There. Bone dry. We got another local butcher to get these pepperettes. I'm not even going to mention them by name because they didn't pay us any money. They didn't give us anything. We had to pay for it with cash, right? <laughs> cash right. money. But it was on the way. It was on the way. Charters picked it up. We eat them. They taste like a bunch of dogs' assholes. Uh, horrible. Worst thing I ever tasted. I don't even want to eat another one. That's horrendous. That's right. I'm not even allowed them to sponsor our show. (laughs) They're not even involved in the meat wars. We wanted to get the meat wars going between uh, a couple sponsors. Going to be three. It was going to be three. It was going to be a Royal Rumble of meats. But now, fuck those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Their pepperettes are junk. (laughs) And that's what we judge you by. You know what else I'd like in this Dutch hall right about now is a nice bag of kettle corn mm. if we gotta get mm. a nice bag of kettle corn this yeah if you're you know who you are you're listening right now you said kettle corn was coming our way i don't see any yeah but my you know a little salty sweet salty tree right now would be just delicious makes your teeth go pop, 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 pop. some of our feedback segment is to acknowledge our sponsors and some of us to get new ones that's what that little part was about <laughs> so you know what uh you know what we gotta get it to our feedback we uh, we got a lot of it from last week's episode, which is uh, well the porn one, but most of the <laughs> it was the second part of our porn one. <laughs> it was the second part of a uh, porn two, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so, we, but it was all pretty positive. Everyone liked Brandon. We what I got to talk. We forgot to mention the guy came bearing gifts last week. He came bearing. Hot sauce and pickled jalapenos. And I can tell you, I've been nibbling away at that hot sauce all week long. Oh, great Homemade guest. from his garden. Squeezes it and whatever, adds shit to it, and then puts it into a jar for me. Wild. Gives it to me as a gift. What a gentleman. Yeah. You know, I'd have him in any any day of the week, Brandon McIntosh. <laughs> great guest. Great guest. Um, but we got it. Where's my phone? Does Man- anyone know where it is? Manny, what'd you bring? Is it up there? <laughs> I brought a cake before. <laughs> Oh, that is. Oh, that's yes. True. That Manny counts, brought a Manny. cake, and Manny was one of the brought some of the most generous gifts in early early uh, days, eh? Early Dutch Hall history. Yeah, early Dutch Hall history. Manny was one of our our most generous guys. Said uh, congratulations live from the Dutch Hall on the cake too, man. Wow. I, we got an icing put on that shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember when we had all that fun earlier when we talked about Manny? And his, uh, he was giving us such gifts. <laughs> uh, fucking cake. I brought a cake, Charters. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. know, you did get some, we did get some actual feedback on live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com. Because there's many ways you can give it to us, and this is just one. <laughs> one way is in the ass. Yes, another, another way is at live from Dutch Hall gmail.com. And this one came from last, last week's Listeners of the Week. Uh, Mother Hen and Blondie. Oh, yes. Yes, and they say, hey, Pete and the Dutch Hall boys. Last weekend was a ball. Just wanted to send a quick note to thank all of you for an amazing time. Pete, it was great to see you again. Thanks for your hospitality and for inviting us to see the Dutch Hall in person. It's a great space. We are so jealous. 
Great to see that the Barbie Mansion poster is still on the wall and that it's in good condition. Uh, also, good to see the sparkles have all been cleaned up. The only thing missing, disappointingly, we forgot to check out Charter's mustache in a jar. Mm. Uh, yes, we did talk about that. I hope you boys enjoy the shot glasses we just did. Yes, now there's no excuse for you not to make uh, shots for the boys, Paul. You're still the bartender, right? If you want more moonshine, talk to Manny. He's got a bit of what he calls the devil's juice left in the camper. Oh, oh yeah, it's all there. I'm going to bring it down here for you guys. Was there any yeah, devil's, you got to do it. Was there any time. devil's juice left in Manny after Bushstock? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It was awesome to finally meet Charters, even though we felt like we already knew him from the online stalking. <laughs> but it is important to finally see the mythical mustache that has been spoken about for so many episodes. We look forward to him learning picture if he hasn't already, <laughs> which we were like uh, uh, drunkenly, uh, incessantly forced Dave to learn the song uh, uh-huh. picture, and uh, he had no choice. The funniest part to me was that uh, Blondie tried getting Steve to play picture first, and yeah. Steve wasn't biting at all. And I'm like, he's not having no fun with it. He's not mm-hmm. playing, not playful. He's not enjoying the attention. <laughs> it's just like uh, being annoyed, you know. And then ch- I'm going, why don't you go to Charters? Charters doesn't love this stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you just like lapped it up, eh? Yeah. Hey, iPhone play. speaker right in my ear for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. <laughs> Till it hurt. Oh, yeah. Right? Play this one. Play Rewind this one. a second here. That you'd never met them before? No. no. Holy crap. Never. You guys hit it off. Like, you guys are like best of yeah, friends. Yeah, like old friends. Holy friends. shit. It's so funny great. how the show works, eh? You just feel like you know people better than you do because you spend so much time listening to them and interacting and stuff. And Wow. Sometimes good friendships come from it, right? Look at that. <laughs> sometimes he didn't get, get a lot of practice on Friday night. Blondie is uh, perfecting her egg-shaking skills for the next visit. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, Sarah G, uh, and I apologize for doubting your skills based on your social media following. Crown the Lion killed it. All right. I don't, uh, Thank you. Uh, I'm sure your following will grow. Well, hopefully we'll see how it goes. It seems like a dig. She said LOL after that one. Yeah, they're still digging at us. eh? Yeah. It's all right. Uh, Whiskey West, we hope Dolores made it through your epic performance. If you could update us on her condition, we would sleep better tonight. I don't know if someone could give Wes a microphone. Take this one. Dolores is Wes's. How is Dolores doing? Can you update us on her condition? She's unscarred and still beautiful as ever. Yes, and when you jumped the stage... You the first thing you did was check her condition, right? No. No, the first thing you did was uh was play you the rest of the song, I should yes. say. Yes, yes. On your I did back. not check on the condition makes... until I was sober <laughs> to get a good look, which was the next morning. And was there any dense nicks, scratches, anything at all? Not even a blade of grass stuck to her. Girls sweep well tonight, sleep well tonight. She's okay. Sweet, sweet. Steve. Delicious. You're a badass guitar player. Oh, thanks, Chris. Happy one year on the show. Sorry, we didn't send you a thong for Christmas. Probably for the best. You weren't. Those <laughs> 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 after seeing you, Steve, in person. Smart. Got to get it through the layers. Uh, you weren't fixed at that time. Uh, I don't think any woman could resist you in a thong. Is what oh. they said. Oh, very nice. Manny. Hey. What a great guy. Although uh, we knew if he was a friend of the Dutch Hall, he would be. We would be in good hands. 
He made an amazing hot dog and hamburger kale salad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was a comfort food with a bit of sophistication all rolled into one. Thank you, Manny. Seriously, we can't thank you enough. Isn't that nice? Those ladies, oh, man. They were uh, great hospitality, southern charm, like all wrapped up into one. The beautiful ladies. Oh, that's nice. Thank you very much. Wow. It's so crazy that our fans all worked it out, eh? That they all made it. I'm getting teary-eyed. And it says, also, I wanted you to know there's an open invitation anytime to visit us anytime. Family's invited, too. We'd love to return the hospitality at our end. And if you have two cities to choose from... Asheville, better known as Beer City, USA, uh, for days. Seriously good beer. Or Knoxville, uh, known for their big balls. Seriously, Google it. Big balls. And uh, keep an eye out for Life from the Barbie Mansion Season 2. Episode 1 is coming your way soon. We're headed back to Bristol Saturday. The inspiration for Barbie Mansion for another another adventure. And they said, all the best, Sergi and Blondie. P.S. Tragically hip. Still don't get it, <laughs> which is why they're special to Canadians is because the Americans don't get they it. They just hate. Yeah, they don't. They like won't it. ever get it, and we do, and that's why that they're ours, and uh, and that's why there's something different about them, I guess, eh? Yep. Is, that, is that right? Yep. But anyways, that was very nice of them. And Manny, you had a, you thought our last week's episode was very inspirational. Oh, you were saying awesome. because uh, you learned something. Yeah, right? the squirting uh part of it that was like very inspirational i guess you could say <laughs> inspirational. Well, you, something to shoot towards you learned that uh ah, you learned that I it was some, made of mostly pee right yes oh yeah it is uh, exactly that and uh yeah i was wondering why the hell that all that fluid would be coming out all at once and uh <laughs> yeah i definitely got to know why now for sure it could be pee <laughs> <laughs> most likely chances are you know, there's one more person we have to talk to this week, and he's uh, he's a good buddy of ours, and he's uh, he's called the Asian Dwarf. He gives us he gives us feedback every week on uh, iTunes, and he goes in iTunes, and this week's no exception. Let's hear it for the Haitian Dwarf. Do your best poop on my chest. Hi ho, hi ho, nailed it, Pete. Nailed Thank it. Nailed it. You know, uh, my wife said, uh, this is a, another piece of feedback. She said to me, uh, it, don't fuck the Haitian Dwarf theme song up this week. Because last week was a, was a disaster, and she was, she was uh, disappointed in all of us yeah, for that. It was horribly embarrassing. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and I think this week we made up for it. We nailed it. Got it. We had to. So, so Old HD gives us feedback every week. And this is actually from the uh, Jar of Hate 2 with Matt Ferguson episode. Because he was referring to. He gives us five stars. Two, three, four, five. He says, nothing says I don't care. Like enduring a long, painstaking process of ink injections for the sheer purpose of getting every human being you possibly can to stare at you from across the street. (laughs) Indifference at its finest. Indifference at its finest Mm. is what he said. So I'm going to say this. there's There's a lot that he's saying in this. Number one, I believe that he's saying that he's not a fan of tattoos, right? Nope. That I would say. He's saying that also this is uh, that tattoos are, um, if I'm reading this correctly, are a, a, a cry for attention, right? Is what he, his, his take on it is. Wes, you're a tattooed man. I see it on your arm. Are you putting a tattoo on your arm so that you can uh, 
Paul, can you get the mic, please? That was a kind of a cue. <laughs> <laughs> so can you, uh, do you put a tattoo on your arms so people notice you from across the street? No, I put it on because I want it. Now, what if you put it on your face? Would it be any different? I'm not going to put one on my face. <laughs> but if you did, it would be the same thing, though, right? You just did it because you wanted it, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, right. So it's not so much for that, but I think the prejudice that the Haitian Dwarf shows for the tattoos is evident here, I right? I would say. One would say. One would say, right? And it's one of those things. That it's like uh, I always think about the Harley Davidson guys. You know, they're always want to be individuals, right? These are just people that want to be individuals, but they're all wearing the exact same clothes. You know, <laughs> they have the same haircut and same beard. You yeah. know, and it's like I don't know how you're being an individual if you're wearing the uniform of the crew, right? Where tattoos are different because they're individual to each person. They're they're different pieces of art and expression. I don't personally get it myself because I don't do it. But I do understand people who do sure. it. And it seems like nowadays uh, the people that are into it, like it's it's kind of like uh, almost like an addiction, right? Like once you start, you just can't stop. Yeah, I think so too. You see it more and more, like guys or girls sleeved up, which, hey. I think the sleeve looks better than the random tattoo. Yeah. Like I think like if you have gone for a look then it's better than if you just have, like, a butterfly on your ass crack or something like that. You try yeah. to go for, like, symmetry, too. You get one on your left arm. Oh, now I need one on my right shoulder to kind of match it up or whatnot, right? Yeah. Do you have any, any? No. No tattoos, man. I'm like you, man. I don't believe in uh, putting ink on Deuteronomy. <laughs> Deuteronomy. Right. Apparently, Wes is going to hell. But I like them on yeah. people. I love looking Paul's at going to hell. on everybody. Right? You have a tattoo, right? Yep. According to Deuteronomy, you guys are both going to burn in hell. Yeah, fuck the haters. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a priest, Dave, that's had a tattoo? What do you mean, had a priest? <laughs> you know well, what they I mean. come and go. You know what I mean. I, I don't know. They're always wearing robes that cover pretty much all their body. Yes. That's to say. All of their body, Dave? <laughs> you were an altar boy for how long? Oh, I don't even know. Come on, tell me the truth. How many tr- priests have you fucked? <laughs> <laughs> you can admit it now. Oh. On the <laughs> Don't worry, Charters. I was a uh, altar boy. Also. Yeah, I was an altar boy too. Yeah, I enjoyed being an altar boy. Actually, I had one. I had a good priest that I was an altar boy for. It was yeah, only Father al- Mike. Father okay. Mike. It was he the only priest that you were an altar boy for too. Uh, I think so. Yeah, just that Father Mike span. Yeah, thank God. Eh? We just got a good one. One yeah. that didn't. One that didn't like try to like put something in us. No, just like drink a whiskey. Yeah, he was a big boozer. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only thing I remember about him, but he didn't put out. <laughs> <laughs> Kept to himself in good the Good for regard. him. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the good ones. Good for him. One of the good ones. Thank you, Dave. I was going to give a shout out to Catholics. I want to say not only bad stuff about him, I say good stuff too. Yeah, there's lots of good Catholics. Yeah. Most but of them probably. Probably, but the bad ones are real bad. <laughs> real bad, Dave. <laughs> Can't defend them. I don't care how Catholic you are. It's bad, Dave. You don't admit it? What's bad? Uh, molesting children. That is super bad, yeah. There for anyone. Dave admitted it. Catholic Church is bad. See? See how it works? Anyways, uh, I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> so, tonight, <laughs> do we do everything for feedback? Listener of the Week, did you name one? I don't have one. So, this week's Listener of the Week is actually, uh, I'm going to n- announce the Listener of the Week. He is uh, actually uh, a super fan. He's been with us since, oh. I don't know when he's been with us, but he's actually a guest this on tonight's show. Oh, so let's introduce tonight's guest. He is also our listener of the week for constant support. 
His name's Manny Fajo. Yeah. I know the day. I know the day. I the That's day right. Here. This is your week. It's your week, Manny. Well, February 4th. Yay, Manny. February 4th is how long you've been listening for? Yes, sir. No, I was listening a little bit before that, but uh, that was the day uh, my first episode I came in Oh, for. you came in for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next episode I was here for was my favorite episode was uh, ripping... Tapes with <laughs> Andy Martin. <laughs> Tape ripping best. with Andy Martin. I believe that's when Manny uh, really hit his uh, <laughs> pinnacle. That was great. Fantastic show, Pete. Thanks for having me all these uh, episodes. Uh, it's meant everything to me, and I appreciate uh, everything you've done. Oh, we always uh, enjoy having you in, and it's nice to have listeners that uh, have been so loyal to the show. Uh, you know, you've uh, supported me in so many ways, so I appreciate it too. It's great back at you, Manny. Thanks again. So uh, I want to ask you, we, we asked, what we did was we threw out just a shot in the dark. We said to our, um, we said we knew these girls would be coming from the States to come to join us for Bushstock. And um, we we sent it out to listeners to say if someone could put them up or whatever. Yeah. And you reached out to these girls right away, never knew them from Eve, you know, and agreed to, agreed like in blind faith to put up two strangers in your own uh, trailer. And they agreed to... To live in a trailer with a strange guy that they've never met before. That's what I was more worried about, what they thought they were coming to, not what I was going to be, like, scared of them. I knew them. I knew them through you. You told me everything about them. And I thought, you know, just come on down. No problem. I'll... uh, Yeah, you'll deal with whatever you get. Yeah, exactly. I was more uh, worried that they would be a little bit uh, hesitant uh, to come to Canada. Now, sure. you came out of the gate strong, Manny, at, at Bushstock, I got to tell you. Ooh-wee. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, went <laughs> a little too hard. It's one of the things at a music festival, and that one in particular, I've, I'm the same way. You get there, and you get so excited, the nice weather, the beautiful location, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden... Uh, moonshine is what happened, I think. Oh, moonshine showed up, too. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the Carolina moonshine came down, <laughs> uh, the authentic stuff, and yeah. Had a few shots of that, and uh, there you go. There goes my day. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't like that. When I saw you and the girls together for the first time, you were pretty lit, but you weren't that, that way when they, show, when they showed up. No, no, no. We were drinking beers. Uh, I got the trailer all set up, and, uh, yeah, they came down. They had, uh, hopefully, they had a good time, and you know what? I'd do anything for them again. I think I'm going to Tennessee oh. to visit them uh, oh, in the coming months. That's great. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Look at that. We made a we made a connection. This show, tri- like, like we're building. Yeah. Yes. Wow. You make these. You know, this week too, we got listeners from uh, England and the and the states, like where they downloaded quite a bit of our catalog. You know, it's nice. always weird when people find us. You know, building bridges. It's crazy because like. Pete and I just went down to Bristol, had a great time, met some great girls, drank a whole bunch of moonshine. Looks, look what happened. Yeah, they just showed up again. It was really like a three-hour encounter, yeah. and then all this shit happens. It's great. Yeah, it just goes to show you that when you create something out of nothing, that uh, all kinds of crazy stuff can happen, right? Yeah, and I think like the way that they saw our family interact was something that blew them out of the water, and we're just like, that's just normal. Like, they couldn't believe that we were down there with our my dad and, like, you and your uncles. and Yeah, yeah. And I think they saw that to, uh, you know, a greater extent at Bush Talk. Yeah, yeah. Just a huger version of that. And I think maybe even to some extent this show is just an example of that same, like, because we're all related here except for Pretty Steve, much. right? Yeah, that's right. So, like, um, 
So like we're, ho- we're, you know, it's all this. No, Wes is our family. Yeah. He, oh really? Yeah. Wes is a second cousin. He's a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one. You're adopted, Steve. Yeah, we've Wes's grandma. Uh, Steve. Wes's grandma is my grandpa's sister. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be one. No, yeah. No, but it's you, you've hear. I, I'm sure you've heard it so much, right? Like. People just get around that, and it's just a great time. We seem to all get along, and yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody seems like they want to be involved in it. Yeah, that's right. When you see, every, and it's like what I was talking about when when we go to Vegas or whatever. You always want to just make yourself available to have a good time, and then everybody else will see you're having a good time. They want to be a part of it, right? And right. that's why we that's always right. have such a good time. Well, the same thing applies with everything, right? Whenever you go somewhere. We just you just carry around a good time, and everybody wants to get sucked up into it. Right. That's the, the whole premise behind Van Dyke Party Services. Yeah. Speaking of which, Manny brought up a, a very valid point. We mentioned it when Chasma's on the show because he's been a guest for so many times, and we said when you're on, so he's been like the record guest before you guys, if not counting like Dave. Chaz. Chaz, like as a guest, that's not part of the show that never ended up being part of the regular cast. I think Shaz has probably been our guest more than anyone else, or Ryan, one of yeah. the two. Shaz has been on a lot. Or, or, or Ryan Vandenbush, <clears throat> one of the two of them. But we said we after five visits, we should, like Saturday Night Live, we should give a jacket, right? <laughs> well, we've made a call out to our studio audience, like or to anyone that wants to be a part of the studio audience, and we've had different members in over the weeks, people that have come to witness the show. But Manny Fajo has done it more than anyone else that's ever been on the show, and as a result... Thanks to our good partners at Clean Flow. Oh yes. I'd like to present Manny. Oh yeah. With this goodness. nice Clean Flow jacket. No oh, way. What? Yes. Oh wow. If you look oh, at it, if you look at it, Manny, it says right in the back of it, Clean Flow Direct Injection 101 Car Club Spread Eagle Newfoundland. Wow. You know what you want to Congratulations. Next time you go around a campfire or something like that, you know, maybe there's a little misty rain. You stick on that jacket, you remember the Dutch Hall, you remember our good friends at Clean Flow. Man. Like, I feel like Tiger Woods putting on the green. You look like it. Oh, the fits you like a glove. Look how ladies. Oh, this is perfect. (laughs) Slimming. Nice fall jacket. Oh, this worked out great. Oh, baby. Yeah, that's nice. So, thank you to our friends at Clean Flow for that. Uh, you know what, guys? We're getting into like uh, overtime a little bit. We should really? do a quick sports break because I just want to talk a little bit about something. You want to do it? Sure. <laughs> We're talking about guns and balls. Shoot and ball. We're talking about cocks and balls and paraplegics. Possibly. <laughs> So this week's sports break, we're going to talk about the Paralympics, which is going on, to very little fanfare, right? <laughs> it's on TV still, but nobody really cares. It's not like the regular Olympics. But something happened, right, in the Paralympics that was really caught my attention. Big headlines this week. And it's the fact that, the, is it the 1,500-meter, Dave? Yeah, the 1,500-meter foot race um, <laughs> by the, uh, in the Par- Paralympics. The four, the first four place finishers, had times faster than any of the runners in the fifteen hundred in the real, not the real Olympics, what? in the other Olympics. That's right. not the Paralympics. And these guys are are 
Visually impaired. Yeah, it was a race for the visually impaired, and they just killed the 1,500 meter. They said the gold winner in the Olympics wouldn't have even been on the podium in that race. So why wouldn't those guys just run the Olympics? That's a good question. I don't know. It's because those the the sighted runners would uh, would fuck with them. That's what, that's what I think. Yeah, it's like bowling with bumper lanes. Yeah, they would just or they would just like you could tr- would they trip them or I can't give you my phone. You have to use your own. Sorry. I think they. Uh, yeah, they would fuck with them. Yeah, they want to win. Yeah, you just keep telling them like. Uh, Obviously, those turn, guys are fast. Watch turn left. You're out of your lane. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a hurdle. Footfall. Yeah. Look out, cameraman. Tiger, <laughs> right? You can say anything. You don't say tiger, they'll run faster. Blind people are trusting of the sighted and untrusting of the blind. That's the reason why in a blind-on-blind race, they, it's fair because they wouldn't, they wouldn't listen. Blind-on-blind. <laughs> blind. Amazing athletes anyway. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, I don't, but I don't understand. If they do that and you're better, then you're best in the world, then don't go into the Paralympics. Go in the regular Olympics. Well, maybe the regular Olympics is too easy. Ah, now I know what you're saying. You know, we saw this girl. She's a Canadian athlete, Chantal Petticlerk. She went, came and uh, spoke at one of our – she's a five-time gold medalist in the 100-meter dash wheelchair racing, oh. Paralympics or whatever. The, the amount of uh, dedication and training that this woman went through to compete in that sport is at par – every bit at par with the regular Olympics. There's no question about it. Like, the amount of training – she trained, like, 365 days a year. She wanted to make sure that she had her like treadmill thing beside her Christmas tree that she's even training on Christmas. Oh, like really? this girl's dedicated, like really, really went like to the high level. And then they're like faking each other out. Like, you know, all the, before the hundred meter dash, all the guys are like trying to Psyching each psych other each out. other out. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're doing the same thing Chirping. in the, in the Paralympics, like just the way they kind of get in the way, putting, stare down like, people, make them feel like they're lesser. Sticks in the spokes. <laughs> 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 no. No? <laughs> not, not quite. Hockey cards. <laughs> Hockey cards. Just to make the noise, eh? <laughs> Anyways. But that being said, the Paralympics, I watched one thing about this girl. She's a Canadian athlete, and uh, she did really well. She's great, a great swimmer, right? And I kept thinking, well, why is she in the Paralympics? What's her thing? And then I was watching the stroke come out of the water, like she's doing the front crawl or whatever, and that one hand comes over, baby hand. Just a baby hand breaches the water. Other than that, perfectly like uh, uh, typical physique, right? Nothing wrong with her. Wide shoulder. Yeah, yeah. baby hand. Swimming Athletic. body. So in some ways, your uh, whatever your ailment is or whatever your, uh, uh, what do you call it? You can't even call it handicap? Uh, I don't Paul, know you're, 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 you're perfectly you're. correct. I don't know. This is a touchy subject. <laughs> 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 We're on the internet, what, eh? What makes uh, you special? I'd like to introduce a new character to our show. It's PC Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he tells us what is right and wrong. So, Paul, how can I refer to a girl who's just got a baby hand, but other than that, she's just like everybody else? We just call her the baby hand girl. <laughs> the baby hand girl is, is fine. She's not because she's not crippled or nothing like that. She's just she can walk, she can swim. So, what if you were to form the birth defect that the major like have flippers? Or like you had like the lobster claw people or like the, web, like you have web, web feet, yeah. right? Advantage. Then there'd be an advantage, right? Like Not some even fault. say Michael Phelps has the kind of web feet. They, they did say that, yeah. Yeah. And he's got short arms and like a really wide body and yeah, his, like long legs or something or short legs and yeah, long no, torso. His, his arms and uh, like his 
shoulders and his arms are ridiculous. His proportions are weird when you yeah. look at him, man. Yeah. Like, he's not a normal guy. And that, that sort of d- kind of, like, weirdness about him is what made him a, an elite athlete. So why, it's, it's just whether or not that Michael Phelpsness makes you an elite athlete or is a disability that you can then use to excel. And yeah, s- right. It's like a real fine line, yeah, isn't it? Where yeah, is where do they drawn? draw the line? Because exactly. Michael Phelps, if, you're, if, you, if you didn't tell me, I would have swore he had Down syndrome, right? <laughs> Just by the look of him. You know what you say? No. He's a beast, man. That guy's like, holy crap. Michael He's Phelps can't keep his tongue in his mouth. <laughs> what was with those little bruises he had on like his shoulders and stuff? He had. Well, like, that's oh, from tr- the different sort of treatment they get now. A lot of the swimmers had it. It's, it's cupping. Like, it's cupping. Yeah. Eh? Cupping. Oh, like I've never eight, seen it's anything a, it's like that. It's an it. Asian form of uh, acupuncture. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I've had it done. Wild. Yeah. You can also get. Uh, I thought he was in. You like can also get the same Asian girls to do it to your balls. You yeah. cups your balls. <laughs> they don't use <laughs> electrodes. They just use their hands. Yeah. <laughs> they just use their hands. That's the way I. That's the way I heard of it at a massage parlor in Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> just asked. It was twenty bucks extra for the cupping. <laughs> that's the way I heard it. What? Towel. <laughs> towel is that you don't get the towel unless you tip. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. I never tip. Not when it's over. You just run. <laughs> I see it like I've done it. I didn't even do it. I wish. Ah, whatever, man. The rub and tug. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> My wife's standing in front of me taking pictures right now. I'm talking about rub and tug. <laughs> like a song. percent true. Yeah. And she just, like, smiles. Night when I get home and when I go to bed tonight, that's when the questions start, eh? Rub and tug. You said that that rolled off the tongue pretty easy. <laughs> you got to ask what the tip is beforehand, be so you know. Oh, see, I don't know the rules. You got in your pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, Manny. Yeah, no problem. No yeah, that's a good tip for everybody <laughs> out there. If you are going to go to rub and tug, make sure you got that tip ready. Make yeah. sure you got your tip ready. So if you have eighty bucks in your pocket, then you know how much. Uh, you have to know it before. How much is that happy ending going to cost, sweetheart? <laughs> so, How so. much does it cost if it's uh, in your mouth? Does you say stuff like that? Oh, shit. That could cost them upwards of $100, maybe. Really? Oh, at least. Do you ever give them just the tip? Uh, just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old joke. Yes. You give them the... You give them the uh, boo. <laughs> I totally lost it. I had it and I lost it. Thank you, Steve. Steve. I'm giving you a gift, Pete. I'm okay, we're going to do here. one. Let's do one quick weird facts and close it out. That uh, only female mosquitoes are capable of sucking blood. Yeah, you get a sucking dick no. too. <laughs> uh, you know, NASA, NASA requires all astronauts to learn the Russian language. That makes sense because the Russians have the space station, and they're the only trip to space now you can take. So it does make sense. Nearly half the medication used in orbit. Is to is used to help the astronauts sleep. Space. I know this one. Cheddar cheese is never Space actually Space. orange. Cheddar oh, cheese really? is white. That's just like a, a coloring they put into it for no reason. Cheese facts. Cheese. 
half of all breakfast cereal is discontinued after five years. Five years? Yeah, they just don't make it. You know, you come up with like a blueberry corn crisp, you know, works for like a year or something like that because they get like a, you know, a catchy jingle and then it goes away. Fruit Loops are still kicking peaks. What? Fruit Loops are still kicking. They'll never die. Yeah, Fruit Loops are a staple, man. They're like fucking kings. Every once in a while you walk through the raindrops and you make it. A person from Las Vegas is called a Las Vegan. What? A Las Vegan. False. That's true. They'll find their way. Australian money has been made out of plastic since 1988. Yes. Australian facts. You know what? I'm sick of people uh, slagging the sloth in the animal kingdom. I got a fact, a fact about a sloth. Sloth sex takes only five seconds. Say that five times fast, Steve. Sloth sex only takes five seconds. That was once. <laughs> Most people in China drink hot water instead of cold. Weird hosts. They're Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Cashmere fiber is six times finer when compared to human hair. That's just a weird fact. The word listen contains the same letters as the word silent. Just blew your fucking minds. (laughs) The New York Times wrote an article about every single September 11th victim. Mm. That is a pretty impressive thing. Is that a true fact? Yeah. You know, I got to think about the September 11th. I don't know if this is weird facts or or because it could be long. But you know 15 years is long enough about September 11th for people to forget it's a tragedy because they had like Walmart ads where the Coke in the Walmart made the Twin Towers and American flag behind it. Do you know know how when you go into Walmarts they have like the Coke things making a picture? They made it into the Twin Towers and the American flag on September 11th so they could peddle Coke in Walmart. That's how you know that it's like Crazy September 11th wall uh, mattress sales at Walmart or whatever, you know? Like, it's gotten to that point. Gross facts. Yeah, gross facts. One more. Last weird fact of the night. In California and three other United States, ladies' night is against the law because they are gender discrimination. Yeah. Fuck them bitches. A pumping human heart can squirt blood 30 feet. Oh. Yeah. The zombies will get that blood. Oh. Yeah. Nice way to tie it around, Manny. Yeah, and some of those girls squirted piss 30 feet. Holy crap, man. Imagine they're on the rag. The zombies would go crazy. Oh, Manny. <laughs> The evil side of Manny's coming out tonight. That's good. Manny nailed it at the end there. Yeah, really went with it. 
That's why he's on. He's our special guest tonight. He's been a great guest, and he's also a great Ooh. listener. Listener of the week. I mean, man, he's got a new jacket. He's he's got the world by the tail right now. Holy crap, man! I'm on fire tonight. Looking good. Yeah, you're on fire. <laughs> Guys, uh, thanks a lot for listening this week. I uh, hope you can uh, tell your friends and spread the word about the show. Otherwise, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and all the rest of that crap. Uh, so until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Pete. All right. Got both of them that time. <laughs>